What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the From Downtown Podcast. I am your host, Dahani Joseph. Today, we are continuing the What's Next series with the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs are slowly turning into a team that's pretty similar to those early LeBron years in Cleveland, where they have one nuclear player surrounded with some decent role players, maybe a former all-star or two, but that one player that could arguably be the best in the game on any given night. Will Luka and the Mavs finally be able to reach the finals? They just reached the Western Conference Finals a year ago. Will they be able to have the talent around them and the defense? Defense is huge for this team. With offense, you know what you're going to get. Will they be able to come out of a pretty stacked Western Conference this season? Find out my thoughts coming up right now. Starting with the team overview here, the Dallas Mavericks had a record of 52-30, and 30, which was fourth best in the Western Conference. Now, the 10-game improvement from the year prior, they eventually lost in the Western Conference Finals versus Golden State in a gentleman's sweep five games. And we understand that Luka Doncic is this team's offense. Without Luka, they are nothing. He's one of those heliocentric type of players like LeBron, like James Harden during those Houston years, Giannis for a little bit, but now Giannis has lots more help, and he's not the primary ball handler. But Luka is definitely that type of dude. The offense runs through him. Trey Young's another example. Same draft class. The offense runs entirely through them. And with Luka, he's a 6'8 point guard. He has the vision of a LeBron type, Larry Bird type. But he also has that step-back jumper. He, he could score so many different ways. He's slow but fast. Everything that you could possibly want out of an offensive initiator, that is Luka Doncic. For the Mavericks, points per game, 108, which is 24, despite Luka being such an amazing facilitator. 108, opponents' points per game, this is huge. 104.7, second best in the league. Defense, Jason Kidd. That uh, whole staff over there in Dallas. Sham God. Offensive rating, 112.8. 15th. Okay, so maybe they should have been a little better than the points that they had this year, this past season. Defensive rating, 109.46. That rating was plus 3.5, which is 7th. And pace, 95.4. Last in the NBA, which is attributed to Luka Doncic's slow pace. But when he's on, man, he's on, and it works for them. So the loss of Jalen Brunson, I think, is the first thing that'll probably pop up in people's mind when they think of, okay, the the changes from this to last season. Did they get better? Uh, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I think that losing Jalen Brunson to the Knicks was a, a loss that they'll probably regret, especially come postseason time. 
He's got an average 16 points per game last year, four rebounds, five assists on 50-37-84 splits, shooting splits. He's a guy that will never be a number one. Solid number two, amazing number three. I think that him going to the Knicks is him betting on himself to become that one or two option. He was a number two on this Dallas team. And in the postseason, he really got the opportunity to show that, okay, maybe there's something more to him. And I always liked Jalen Brunson to come out of Villanova. I think he, when he fell to the second round, I was like, what? This guy is a beast. And even the NBA, even though he wasn't quite shooting it at some points the way he should have or the way that he needed to to be a, a starting guard, he got the opportunity in Dallas. And once the postseason came around, I mean, I'll, I'll read the the game logs, the scoring outbursts that he did in the first round against the Jazz in six games when Luka was sidelined for a lot of this. Game one, 24. Game two, 41 points. Game three, 31 points. 23 in game four. 24 in game five. 24 in decisive game six. And then he has some other scoring outbursts there. In the Phoenix series, game three, he had 28. There was like a game here where he had nine points. Another game in the Golden Sacers where he had 10. He had 31 in game two. He did, They did lose that game, but... I'm trying to say here, he has moments. He has moments. And for him to get the contract that he did with the Knicks, nothing but love. I'm happy that he did it. But I feel like Dallas may regret that because that puts more strain on Luka Doncic to do everything. Now, the thing that I'm interested to see is Spencer Dinwiddie and if he can go back to what he was doing back in Brooklyn. Now, people that don't remember, last time he was healthy in Brooklyn, 2019-2020, off the bench for a few games, but majority starting, 21 points per game, 8 assists, 3.5 rebounds. He was a sub-31% from three-point range, but 40, 42%. I'm trying to get out of here. This dude is a legitimate scorer. The shooting numbers aren't as great as you want to be for a number two option, but the potential is there. Spencer Dinwiddie can easily come in off the bench or start in the role of what Jalen Brunson was doing for this team. Now, playoff success, I'm not sure. We'll have to see what happens with Spencer Dinwiddie and if he can replicate what Jalen Brunson was doing. But the potential is there. Spencer Dinwiddie, if he can stay healthy, stay on the court, He'll get the opportunities to play that starting guard, starting one or two, depending on whatever Jason Kidd does, even though we all know that it doesn't matter what position you play. If you have Luka Doncic on your team, he's the de facto point guard, point forward, whatever you want to call it. Then we're going to get the opportunity to score. And also getting back Tim Hardaway Jr., who wasn't there for stretches in that postseason, that's going to help them a lot. Hard ways to do that can give you 15 a game, shoot close to 40% from three a pure score in every sense of the word. He's going to be a, a big boost to this team's offense. And then just going down the list, right, you have a guy, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's crafted himself into one of the premier 3 and D guys that you would want on your team. I'd want him in a playoff series. <laughs> Getting a guy like JaVale McGee. Going to increase that defense. Make sure that paint defense is tight. Dwight Powell's returning. 
Frank Nilakino is a defensive guy. Not sure how many minutes he'll get. You got a guy like Reggie Bullock, Christian Wood, who's a returning, well, not returning, a new acquisition for this team. I'm hearing that he's going to come off the bench. That's something that's going to be interesting to see. Um, back when he was playing with Houston, right? That was never going to fit. They're never going to be a long-term solution. Christian Wood, he can definitely help this team offensively, being a pick-and-pop guy. I'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't end up becoming a starter for this team at some point. He's a guy that can give you around 20 points per game, shooting around 38, 39% from three, a double-double waiting to happen. Could he be the number two that Luka Doncic is looking for? Maybe. It'll be interesting to see the pick-and-pop aspects of this game. Um, also with Dinwiddie, maybe letting Wood create a little bit of his own offense, although I don't know how efficient he'll be in that situation. Davis Bertans, Maxi Kleber, two shooters. They have the offensive pieces around them. Their defense was number two last year. Defensive rating was six. Their defense has to hold up. And if their defense holds up, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this team was a top three seed in the West. Because when you have Luka Doncic, when you have arguably a top three player in the NBA, arguably number one, depending on who you ask, although the majority of people, I'm sure, will say Giannis Antetokounmpo, followed by Jokic, two-time MVP. Then you have some stuff with Steph there, Embiid, um, Tatum, depending on who you ask, Durant. But Luka Doncic is right in there. And you look at the, the numbers and the accolades for Luka Doncic, it's actually pretty remarkable considering how young he is and how much how many years he's been in the league. He's only been in the league for four years. But he's been three-time All-NBA first team. After his rookie year, right, he averaged 29 in 2020. 2021 averaged 28, 28 again in last year. Averaging nine assists, nine rebounds. Always going to be a guy that can kind of be streaky. Last year, he shot 35% from three, so we'll take that. Free throw, 75-ish, 46 from the field. He's a guy that does it all. Again, LeBron-esque in terms of on Cleveland. LeBron had to do everything. He was their offense. Of course, Luka isn't the defender that LeBron is. He doesn't have that athletic um, prowess, right? But... Luka Doncic, Luka Magic, whatever you want to call him. He's a guy that could easily win MVP this year. I think that he should be a favorite. He is the favorite by Vegas. I think that it's going to be him. It's going to be Embiid once again. Embiid might get it this year just because, man, can you imagine another year of Embiid not getting MVP? He should have got it last year. Jokic's getting it no problem, but I think Embiid, he's been he's been churning for that. I mean, he's been working. He's doing everything he can. If Philly ends up with a top seed, top one, two seed, you got to give it to him this year. Tatum as well. I think with everything going on in early season, or not even preseason, right? Right before preseason training camp with Ime Udoka. The storyline's there. Tatum can win him, but Doncic is a safe bet. That's the safest bet you can have. And right now, it's about where they finish with seeding. The West is going to be stacked. You have new coming teams like the Pelicans, Timberwolves. You have a team like Memphis, who we saw last year, what they could do. 
they make that next step, they could easily be in the conference finals. Can't forget Golden State, um, the Clippers as well. Maybe the Lakers, if they figure something out, get a trade here and there. There's a lot of teams that can be contending in that Western Conference. Dallas is right in that mix. I forgot Denver as well. They're going to be right in that mix. And when you have one of the top three players in the game and Luka Doncic, there is nothing you can't do. This team can easily be back in the Western Conference Finals. This team can easily make it to the Finals. It all depends on this team's supporting cast. It depends if Spencer Dinwiddie can get back to that Brooklyn year where he averaged 20 points per game, six assists, taking the scoring load off of Luka, taking the playmaking load off of Luka Doncic. It depends if you see a resurgence from Tim Hardaway Jr. and becomes back healthy, he's about 17, 18 a game. If you see Christian Wood giving you a double-double, potentially being an all-star this year, he can do it. He has the tools offensively. Defensively, I've seen some things, too. He's athletic. He can get up, alley-oops, all that stuff. Their defense has to stay at a top five or higher level. They have relatively the same pieces. They have some new guys. JaVale McGee is certainly going to help them more than hurt them on defensive end. Christian Wood, he has potential to help them as well. And then you have shooting. You have Kleber. You have Bertans. You have Reggie Bullock. Tim Hardaway Jr. as well. You have the shooting around you. Dorian Finney-Smith. They have defenders, and those guys, I listed a lot of those guys are two-way guys. This team is almost perfectly constructed for Luka Doncic to say, all right, I can win here. I can say, I can win here. I don't need to request a trade. I don't need to do anything like that. He's coming. He's in shape as he played Euroball. People always said, okay, Luka's not in shape for like the first two, three uh, months of the season. Dallas might not get off to the greatest start. That. Usually isn't the case, though, because even though he's not in the shape, Luke can still give you 30, 10, and 10 on any given night. But this Dallas team is legit. The team is live to make a deep playoff run. NBC's official sports betting partner in points bet has them at 48.5 wins. I'm going to over. I say around 50 games, if not more, solely because with Luka and having shooting around him, that's a proven formula for success in the NBA. No further than the Houston years with James Harden. One guy with a bunch of shooters. That's going to give you at least 50 games, if not more. The West was just as tough then as it is now. If not, maybe the West is a little bit more tough, but I can see them winning 50 games, if not more. This team is built for Luka Doncic to succeed, and if anything shakes out, this should be the chance for Dallas to get back to the finals for the first time since 2011 with Dirk Nowitzki. Stacey Kibbs on that team as well. Sean Murray, that whole squad. It'll be the first time since 2011 that Dallas gets back to the playoffs. Oh, excuse me, back to the NBA Finals. First time they have an MVP since Dirk Nowitzki. And the first time, potentially, since 2011, that the Dallas Mavericks will bring a championship back to Texas. Thank you guys so much for taking your time to listen to this episode of the From Downtown Podcast. You guys know the drill right now. Make sure you guys rate five stars so we can move the algorithm so we can have more listeners, more viewers, all that good stuff. Share with your family and friends. Post on social media. You gotta get the word out there, man. Dallas was a really fun team to talk about this week. And I personally think that they are a dark horse contender for sure in the Western Conference. I have another team that I think... If everything shakes out, they could be in the NBA Finals representing the West. I will not tell you guys what that is. You got to stay tuned. 
until we get to that team. But next time, we will be talking about the Denver Nuggets. Is that the Dark Horse team? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe so. They have a lot of potential having their two stars back. But we'll get into all that and more, what Jokic is going to do with this Denver squad. And can we just talk about how tense and tight this De- this Western Conference is going to be? Like We talk about the East a lot, how deep they are. But the West has some powerhouses. They have some heavy hitters in the Western Conference. And I'm excited to see how that unfold. Until next time, guys, take care. Mm-hmm.